that's a perfect uh, perfect segue to bring in you know our our guest into the studio uh, uh, and it's uh, Chris Dingman uh, welcome Dinger thanks for coming in <coughs> thank you for having me and appreciate it you're you're working now for an environmental company three six what is it yes I'm in the uh the poop business. Yeah. Well, well I, I would like to say SHI, <laughs> yes. you know, something along yes. those lines. But, yeah, yeah, we do uh, all types of waste. So, yeah, we could have sucked it over for you, Schlemmer. <laughs> so the, the hard-sucking yeah. vax. There you go. Like, Schlemmer, did you even think of calling Dinger here? No. Uh, I, I didn't. You know, I wasn't even home. I got I got the call from the, the Century Company. They already had a, a vacuum truck on the way before I got home. So those I didn't have time are, to get a hold of Dinger. Those so things a big are H-back like, truck? <laughs> oh, yeah, we yeah, got Hydrovac, yeah, vacuum trucks those things are like if i got to go back in time as soon as i was done playing before i was done playing i would have got a temporary fence company and like vac truck hydro vac company because <laughs> man you see it? those things everywhere like, yes yeah they drill the holes they suck the mud out so we mm-hmm. have like a solidification pad where all the vac trucks and the hydrovac trucks can dump and then we have our own trucks and but like those things are like oh my god yeah like everywhere because they that's how you dig they yeah. get the water, like the high pressure water, and then it sucks it out. And yeah, yeah that and the fencing, because you just hey, you have a fence and you just drop it off, and then it just makes you money. And then portables, too, like the portable crappers, those are like, too. They have <laughs> yeah. heated ones now. You're just like like a businessman of the year here. There you go. Well, I don't know about that, but uh, <laughs> I'm a business development specialist. That's what it says on my card. So I'll give you one at the skate today. If Perfect. You talk Perfect. to me. Hopefully, you're, we're not on the same team. No, again, we can't be. Uh, Schlemmer, so you're a little <laughs> bit younger than Dinger. A little bit. A little bit, but not. How not much? What? Okay, know, Dinger, what are you? What's Dinger? Well, you're, I'm 76. Okay, so like well, 10 years or whatever. Yeah. Ballpark. Uh, so you never really played against each other in the NHL, but. No. Did you win Dinger? Well, okay, so when you got in, where were you, Dinger? What what year did you crack in, Schlemmer? Uh, I think my first game was 09. My first year, full year, was 10 11. Okay, and at that point, where were you, Dinger? Um, I think I was still hanging on. I think I just played in Denmark. Okay. In so. Alborg, the lovely town of Alborg. Hmm. Great nice. spot. So, good little crossover here. So, But we did the Perry Pern stuff, though. Yeah. You guys yeah, were always at I, the Perns? Yeah, when I was hanging on, yeah. And then I coached him when he was, uh, he came up and said hi when Perry asked me to help. And so the new generation of guys, <laughs> like our era, like he was like Meatball Central. Not Meatball, but like <laughs> like Louis DeBrasque, myself, Todd yeah. Simpson, and then uh, two people, uh, Brent Thompson. Yeah. You know Thompson, the mm-hmm. guy that plays in, the skill guy that plays in Buffalo? Yes. Well, his dad, they called him two people because the joke was like one guy couldn't be that dumb. And I, I thought he was a nice guy, but I didn't give him the nickname. But there was like all these like super tough guys. And then there was like Aginla and Whitney and Stru- well, Stratty too. He's kind of in between a skilled guy and a tough guy. But, you know, like he was like, so we would, it would get a little greasy because mm-hmm. you get down to the semifinals and the final, I don't know, like guys would get into it and then if there was an offside or a bad call and then when I was coaching and then so what Perry would do is oh like Schlemmer's out there and then I wasn't that old because Bo Meester was still doing it Boychuk and then Chimmer yep. and Perry would always put me in Chimmer's end just because you know Chimmer's just like <laughs> everything's always like bitching. oh yeah always bitching so but these guys like they're, they're they're playing but they're not like really trying I'm trying to tell them like you're trying to get ready for camp like it's okay to like battle and try but like you know they're like oh I don't can't really bump this guy and I'm like yeah you can battle her yeah. so I'd intentionally call like a crappy offside call 
just to get guys pissed off and then all of a sudden they're mad and then they're playing. I'm like, why not I to call like a shitty offside call for you guys to get mad and yeah. play? So, but yeah, Slummer's out there dangling around. He's pretty good. Like, he's uh, got a short side shelf when we did the alumni stuff. Mm-hmm. He was like, I'm fat dry sidle out there. He gives me the puck, a little backhand sauce. That yeah. When you went short side shelf, I was like, you could probably still play. Yeah. So huh. back in that day, uh, David Schlemko, Chris Dingman with us, Kevin Carey Show, Sports 1440. So kind of when you we're kind of going in the skate slimmer and you see a guy like Dinger yeah little like again a couple years older but you see the success that he's had and you kind of look at uh, you know where he came from was a first round draft pick uh, Calgary 19th overall he used to play with the great Marty Murray and Brandon things like that you're watching a guy like that at the Pern skates and you're seeing kind of what it I guess sort of takes to get to that stage the one of those guys where you went well I sort of need a little Little take a little of that, little of this, and obviously two different players, forward defense and things like that. But just your thoughts on those days back, back in uh, you know whatever ten, twelve years ago. Yeah, um, I actually didn't start going to Perns until I was a pro in the NHL, so I'd already kind of made it. Dinger was more like an intimidating factor. The ref there just standing there at center ice, looking like he's going to beat you up <laughs> if you argued with a call. So. I just kept my mouth shut and played. <laughs> so you know what Summer did? He probably looked at me and he goes, "Freak, if that guy can play, like I'm good. He can't toe drag. He can't backhand toe drag. He can't pivot really well. He can't turn to the right. I still can't. Mm-hmm. Like I can turn to the right, but like not very good. But I can only cross over like maybe twice in a row." So, like, we have the skills coach, uh, you know, like, that comes out with the, the – we're Slammer's coaching there at NAX. And yeah. So, uh, Shackle, who's unbelievable, and he does these, like – I don't know what they call them, like, tomahawks and then four – it's like a – it's a, it's like an inside outside edge like pivot mm-hmm. kind of thing. It's yep. hard. Yeah, like, I'm doing it. <laughs> and, like, when I was coaching the girls team and I, like, ate crap a couple times – and they're laughing. I'm like, I didn't do this stuff when I was young. Like, I don't know about you, but like, oh. I did like one week of hockey camp and like maybe the Okanagan hockey school or whatever. There was none of this. Mm-hmm. Like, I did Stephanie Hanlon later on, but by then it was too late. My skating was what it was and oh, turning a was point. my forte. There's uh, like every kid can do stuff that I can't even do now. <laughs> what do you see? Like, I mean, both you guys are into coaching now. And Schlemmer, you're, you've taken another level up at NAX here. We talked about that last week. Uh, so I, I well. What is it? The kids, I mean, why is their skill level off the charts? Well, I'll take a stab first, and I'm sure Dinger would like to take a crack at this as well, but it's way more skill-based now. I think almost too much. Uh, every kid can dangle and toe drag around a device, and <laughs> every kid's got their own skating coach and can do both edges. And for me, honestly, it's a little too much. There's not as mm-hmm. much of a focus on hockey IQ and actually playing the game. But as far as a skill perspective, uh, it's gone way up through the roof. So, Dinger, what what's your take on that? <clears throat> well, yeah, I think like what things kids can do with the puck now, or like skating wise, but with the puck. But like, I don't know how many games I've gone because I have two boys that play and. Like a guy, the like kid will toe drag somebody and everybody's like, ooh, and then he'll get around the guy and then like by the time he tries to, the next move, somebody pokes it or like goes to shoot it or he dusts it off three times and like the guy like tips it in the stands. I'm like, what are you wooing for? Like nothing happened. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like literally, but every guy's got to beat a guy one-on-one and like the thought process is what Schlemmer's saying. Like for me, it's like, 
well, I'm coaching. It's like, what are you doing with the puck? Like, we like let's give and goes. Let's work off each other. Mm-hmm. And you know, we do the skates. That's why you and I maybe don't uh, aren't on the same page because, <laughs> like, Slammer and I are together. He's like, I'm going to give him the puck because I know I'm going to get it back because I don't want to take too many hard strides because I might have a heart attack. So <laughs> we're going like, to this today. Yeah. We're working on this today. Yeah, we're going to say, but yeah. Slammer's like, I'm going to give it to Dinger and I'm just going to go yeah. wide and I'm going to get the puck back. Yeah. And literally, that one skate we did, it was like. We were like Ebony and Ivory because he just gave me the puck. I give it back to him. The odd time he gave it back. And I didn't care if he scored, but like just the, like you have all the skills and stuff. And <clears throat> you watch in the NHL too is like, like guys don't know like when to like dump a puck or chip a puck. Mm-hmm. Like that's an art form, the, the ability to chip a puck and put it in an area where a guy can get it. And, you know, before the whole trapezoid thing where Marty Berdur was a better passer than three quarters of his defensemen. And you had to literally dump it perfectly in the corner. Otherwise, his D would just go to the hash marks and he'd just sauce it up to him and even Mike Smith more recently. But yeah, just the whole <clears throat> thought process of like thinking the game and like, okay, like is it tie like is this a is this a point in the game with two minutes left in a tie game that I'm trying to tow you guy at the blue line and it's a fifty fifty and yeah. that's the thing that drives me nuts the most like watching hockey in today's game is like <laughs> Like, is that the right play? Is that really what you want to do? I think Tort's got it right. I quote he said the other day, the game's got a lot dumber. (laughs) (laughs) It has, honestly. No, leave it to Tort's ill. There's no sugarcoating. You get an honest answer. While you you were playing for Tort's in Tampa, what kind of coach was he for you? For me? Yeah. (laughs) Um, Good and bad. He was a motivator, but he didn't really need to motivate me. But uh, I I appreciated him. I didn't agree with everything. I had two goals in two games. And then the second one, we lose 5-1 to Jersey, and I scored the only goal against Marty Berdur. And mm-hmm. he calls me in, and uh, we're playing in Florida. And he's like, yeah, did, you know, Dinger, you're not going. Uh, I want to get more speed in the lineup. I'm like, okay. He's like, you know, how do you feel? And I'm like, well, how do you think I feel? Yeah. And I wasn't a guy, like, maybe he wanted me to snap because he would challenge guys. and But, like, I was like, well, I wasn't that slow because I scored the only goal against, mm-hmm. like, a Hall of Famer. But the thing I appreciated about Torts and, like, other coaches I had, like, Bob Harley would only – He's another guy that gets brought up a lot, and Harley would just, like, he'd literally crap on the third and fourth line guys and wouldn't say anything to the top guys, which, you know, whatever, like Peter or Joe, like, whatever. But yeah. Torts would, like, he would, it didn't matter who it was, first line guy, fourth line guy. We were doing video in Carolina one time, and, we're like, all we want to do, like, we, we would we practice and slammer, like, I don't know, like, you know, your teams were, but, like, we would stay over. Like, Torres wanted, like, he didn't drink anymore, but he wanted, like, guys to hang out. Like, he was a big proponent of that. And we go on road trips, and we'd only practice once. And, like, that was literally the reason why we, not literally the only reason, but, like, it was one of the reasons why we won, because we hung out and whatever. But we played, or <clears throat> we played, and then we practiced, and we were doing video. And Vinny Lecali is one of, I don't know, do you know Vinny at all, Schlemmer? I don't know, okay. personally, no. Played against him, all right? Yeah. Pretty good player, right? Very Everything good. was like every pass on the right side was like he'd catch it and he'd pull it through his legs and kick it off his right foot. So mm-hmm. I had to practice that a lot, but still couldn't master. But like Vinny was a nice guy and like almost too nice. So we're doing video and Eric Stahl just scored and they go to this like the face off at center ice and you could see their faces like literally the camera zooms in and you can see Vinny mouth, how's it going? And Stahl's like, what? He's like, how's it going? And Stahl's like, what he's like you're having a good year and he could literally read his lips he couldn't hear so i was like what and then he's like says something else so as soon as we see this we're like oh my god we're gonna be here a while <laughs> so towards pauses in you know like video you've done video slammer a oh, lot yeah. and you can make a guy look really good or you can make him look really bad because it's like yeah, what were you made thinking? Him look well, bad. yeah i had a split second you know the guy was gonna pace me through the glass especially as a d-man like or you can pump a guy up like oh this is a good play and whatever so he's doing this he pauses it and we're like 
Oh my God, we're gonna be here a while. So Vin, Torch is like, "Hey Vinny, I'm just curious. Like, what are you saying? Uh, what are you saying to him there?" And Vinny's like, "What?" He's like, "What are you saying to him there?" He's like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "No, I'm just curious. What are you saying there?" Because he just stuck it up here. You know what? You're congratulating him. Blah blah blah. And patting him on the back. And Vinny's like, "What?" He just shoved it up. You know where? And you're whatever. And Vinny's like, so it's like, "F you, no f you." And they're going back, and we're like, "Oh my God, we're gonna be." And so like 40 minutes later, like they're having an f you contest, and but that was like Torch is saying, like he challenged guys, like we, mm-hmm. and Vinny needed to be grittier and he was an unbelievable player he fought chara which was not a good life choice but then (laughs) you know the next game in ottawa someone's got to fight chara and then uh, wazi andre wa had the flu so Digger had to fight char and i'm trying to fight him like on a whistle and then it was an icing and i go to fight him and the refs are like no no there's nothing going on here and char goes whoop drops his gloves and puts his left hand out and i'm like oh my god Uh so i eat like it's on youtube yeah i eat about four and five like off the side of the nugget and i'm looking at the lines i'm like what the frig man like Like, what are you doing? Like, oh, we didn't know. And I'm like, fuck. Like, I'm Already trying not to swear. enough here. Yeah, like, I'm try- I got to get inside on this guy because he's, like, got the reach on me. Sorry. Uh, Schlepper, you had Bob Hartley, too, right? You mentioned yes, him. Yes, I Dan. did. Where did yeah. you have the Bob? I had the Bob in Calgary uh, oh just God. for a few months there from uh, trade deadline through a couple rounds of playoffs. But uh, I saw what you saw. Yeah, he liked to pick on uh, Mason Raymond was his favorite, one of our fourth line wingers. Uh, yeah, he always he always picked on Why uh, Why does he, <laughs> you know, he play I, get, I understand, but, you know. Honestly, yeah. it's <laughs> what what I saw was just guys who didn't play hard. Anyone mm-hmm. who was, like, the least bit soft, he hated. What? <laughs> I played hard. I had 30 <laughs> fights. In, I think I had 30 or 28 or 30 fights in one year oh, in Colorado. I'm surprised he didn't like you then. <laughs> well, it wasn't he didn't like. It was, like, so in Colorado, like, we had Forsberg, Sackick, you know, going mm-hmm. down the line, all these guys. and So, like, he'd be like, Guys call me Dish there because you've seen my passing. Oh, the it's dish unbelievable, man. yeah. So, like, he's like, Dish, you're a plumber. What do plumbers do? And I'm like, get it deep. He's like, no business handling the puck. No business. And he's, <laughs> Steve Ryan, Prakku, Rhino, we were buddies and line mates. And, you know, we're in the playoffs. He's like, you know, Dish, talk to your buddy Rhino. He's playing like he's got eggs in his pants. Tell him he'll take care of him. I'm like, Rhino's like, what was Bob saying? And I was like, well, apparently you got playing like you got eggs in your pants and I got to take care of you. And he's like, whatever. So here's a good Harley. Like, I have two good Harley stories, but here's one. So before playing Calgary and we're playing like crap, and it's like before the game, he goes, I don't care who it is. Pete, Joe, me, and I, you turn it over, you're not playing. Okay. So after two periods, we're down 2 nothing, And Forsberg's had about five extra large with anchovies, like phantom <laughs> drop passes. So we're down 2 nothing, And Bob hasn't benched anybody and hasn't said a word or anything. So you go in the locker room, we sit down. You know, the coaches go in the coach's office, whatever, right? <clears throat> so Patrick Waugh, and we're sitting in the locker room. Patty Waugh, who's like an unbelievable guy, was great to me, but like super competitive and wanted to win. And, so he stands up and he goes, you guys, this is an effing joke. Like, we're not going to win playing this way. This is an effing joke. He's like, you guys got one period to show me if you want to win or I'm out of here. This is a friggin' joke. And he launches into, that guy down there, he's got no effing balls. He's not going to say you Joe. He's not going to say you Pete. He's not going to say you Milan. He's got no effing balls. You got one period to show me if you want to win or I'm friggin' out of here. And everyone's like, holy crap, man. So the best part. Was our assistant coach was uh, Brian Trache, who yeah. six Stanley Cups, and our other assistant coach was Jacques Cloutier. And at Jacques the two Co- minute mark, yeah, Coco. So <laughs> at the two minute mark, Bob comes in and he goes, uh, Beat Joe Mayon, you guys are starting. <laughs> so he heard every word, and then like Trotz is walking five minutes behind him, and Trotz is like, 
just giggling and laughing. So I died. Love that. Just put him in his place because he just crap on guys. He wouldn't say any of the top guys. It was just whatever. Uh, good stories. We're going to take a quick <laughs> short break and then we'll come back more with Chris Dingman, David Schlemko. Uh, coming up on the Kevin Carey Show on Sports 1440. Stay with us. All right. Welcome back to the big program. Uh, we are elevating our game with Chris Dingman and David Schlemko in studio. Elevate Your Game is brought to you by Ram Elevators and Lifts. Unlock the potential of your residence with a home elevator or lift. Learn more at TrustRam.com. Uh, before we get to a couple other topics, I just wanted to mention the reason, and I mentioned this at the start, uh, I saw Dinger on the big screen, the big Jumbotron on um, during the game on Monday night, and it was the Soldier On. And you were doing a part of this, and it was, I guess it was the day before, but you've still been doing this, and it's with the military. Just touch on what Soldier On is, Dinger. Um, I don't know like the complete ins and outs of it, but um, it's just a program for soldiers that have been injured and are either still active or inactive, and they're able to do games, and they, they do different things and, and play hockey, to be perfectly honest with you. So they're doing um, like basically a fantasy Weekend, so I came in, helped out with uh, Scrivy there for uh, practice, and there's a couple drill records in the in the bunch, <laughs> and we were kind of having a laugh about records. it. And uh, but yeah, they went to the Oak Kings game, they went to something else, they went to the the Oilers game, and then they had a like a roast or a barbecue last night, and they had a game. So anytime I can do stuff like that, we did stuff uh, fundraisers in Tampa for for the police and um, and the firefighters and stuff. And you know those guys, the one guy's like, yeah, I broke my back and. So I was just telling stories and whatever. And he's like, yeah, I broke my back. And I'm like, how'd you do that? And he's like, well, I got, you know, jumped out of a plane and then it's, something happened with his parachute and then, you know, like, but he's yes. like skating and playing wow. hockey. So, you know, all the respect for those guys. So, uh, yeah, they, they've they had a good uh, couple days, it seemed like. I'm like, I told mm-hmm. a couple uh, stories about uh, missing curfew because I know Schlemmer never uh, missed curfew at all in his career. But uh, <laughs> uh, I might have missed a couple times, but I'm like, you guys missed curfew last night? Because yesterday, and they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, you guys break curfew because I told him a good story um, uh, that uh, from back in the day about how a few of the guys from our team uh, missed curfew. And, oh, I don't know if we missed curfew. We don't know what time it actually was because it's a <laughs> fictional thing because you actually have a curfew in the NHL, right? Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. but what is it? It's like 10 or 11? Some nights. I don't know. It's different on different teams. Yeah, they wouldn't. Like for us, my teams I was on, like it's not like the coach would call. Yeah. Like you wouldn't like call your room. It wasn't like playing junior, you know, like call your billets and stuff. But we had one where... Is in uh, Calgary. Actually, we go to the Cayleys. That's uh, where Cowboys used mm-hmm. to be. And Irish pub. Yeah, it was like Slammer. I got a Cowboys jean jacket back in the day. Like I think I still have that. I got to find that. But yeah. um, so we go. All the guys are there, and so I'm having a couple beers and two, maybe three max for sure. But yeah, totally, oh yeah, that's yeah. It. a dozen. So I'm paying cash, and uh, Andrew Chuck throws his card down. He gets his bill. It's like fifteen hundred bucks. I'm not gonna say what time he got his card back, but. Um, so we look at his bill, it's like got 50 apple teenies on it and all these beers and stuff. And Tim Taylor's like, let me see that thing. And like 50 apple teenies, like, we didn't order this. This is BS and whatever. And Andy's like, let's just get out of here, man. We got a game tomorrow, like Hockey Night Canada. <laughs> and he's like, whatever. So Taylor's still arguing. So the bartender goes, okay, how about 750? And the bartender's like, okay, fine. Or no, Andrew Chuck's like, fine, whatever. And so Tails is still arguing. Tim Taylor's still arguing. I'm like, let's just get out of here, man. So, anyways, the next day we play Hockey Night Canada. And uh, we win like 8-3, and there's like 
probably a good 14 guys in a row. But during a TV timeout, right across from the bench, I got to use your notepad, yeah, yeah, don't worry, I'm not going to steal it. But right across from the bench, there was a guy holding a uh, poster board with a sign that says, hey, Andrew Chuck, pay your bar tab. <laughs> like literally like right across from the bench. And we're sitting on the bench and we're like, oh my God, you think Torch saw that? Like, I don't know, you think he saw it? And like Torch knew the guys went out, but oh, he, yeah. he actually liked that. Like he wanted guys mm-hmm. to go out. I don't know if he meant like yeah. night before hockey night in Canada, but yeah. it worked for us. I don't know what your teams you, are like. You find that yeah. too, Slimer? Oh, it's it's kind of a lost art nowadays. Playing <laughs> playing guilty, I'd say. Uh, by the time I was near the end of my career, there's more guys bringing their Xbox on the plane than yeah. than going out on the road. But uh, you know, the game's changed. A Didn't you bit. say too, Schlemmer, uh, when the Oilers were playing very poorly at the start of the year that they needed a bender? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. but it doesn't happen. Is I, I don't even know if it happens anymore. I'd, Doubt it happens as frequently. Well, when they had a ban, wasn't it in Vancouver a couple years ago? Where they had to ban guys from uh, taking their Xbox on their own because they're playing oh, Fortnite yeah, yeah, or yeah, something? Yeah. Like we used to bring, uh, I don't remember that guy, Greg DeVries. Yeah, I remember. Devo was my roommate for two Oiler. years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, yeah so there you go. Yeah, Devo was awesome, yeah. man. So we would like, uh, my wife thinks we're idiots, but I'd bring my PS, I don't know, whatever it was. Yeah. And we'd just play SmackDown. This is Royal Rumble. So we go out and we like get half in the bag and then we play SmackDown. And then Devo like wanted to wrestle all the time. And I'm like, he's in his underwear. And I'm like, what are we doing, man? Like, here. I'll tell you though, he had a fight against Brashear. We went toe to toe with him. I was like, holy crap, Devo, man. Like, how, how'd you not break your nose? He's like, look, no cartilage. And I was like, oh, okay, you got to eye up on me. But yeah, I don't think guys go out and play guilty as much anymore. You can't do it all the time. No. But when you're like, when you're not getting paid anymore and you're in the playoffs, it's like, what are you playing for? You're playing for each other. Like, I don't know, Summer, like, how you feel. But, like, for me, it's like you're playing for the guy next to you. You're not playing for your coach. You're not playing for your GM. You're playing for your team. And you got to create those bonds where it's not about drinking or whatever. It's about, like, getting to know guys and want to, like, block a shot or yeah. <clears throat> get in a fight with a guy or for a guy. not with a guy, sorry, or fight for a guy. Like, to me, that's yeah. that's what it's about. Like, those two, three nights – when you like sweep a series and you got a few days off in between and that bonding kind of celebration time getting ready for the next round like that's what it's all about mm-hmm. I, do you remember that scotty bowman story when he he gave a stick to the uh, doorman no, at the hotel for uh, <coughs> guys yeah, to sign. The sign i was just yeah. gonna i didn't uh, yeah. i've heard that story so many times but i couldn't think of who it was yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, the one guy who kept signing uh someone else's name yeah <laughs> so there was uh so steve smith like the Oilers legend. Yeah, so yeah. Smitty was my coach or assistant coach for Brian Sutter my first year in, mm-hmm. in Calgary. Smitty was awesome. So I just asked him questions. And so I started calling him Steven for some reason. Like, hey, how's it going, Steven? He's like, hey, good, Christopher, or whatever. <laughs> so I uh, started telling stories. And Chris Chelios was like notorious for like, you know, having beers. And he'd like be riding the bike in the sauna. And yeah. him and Rodman would hang out. Like, mm-hmm. So he's telling me all these stories, like him and Rodman hanging out and stuff. So Smitty was like, all my years, he's like, I never went out night before a game. And he's like, Chelly, man, freaking got me in Montreal the one time. He dragged me out. He's like, so we get back like one thirty, the hotel or two or whatever. He pushed the elevator button and the elevator doors open and like Mike Keenan's in there and he's like with a couple friends. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, oh, man. And he's like, so Keenan didn't even look at him. So he's like, I don't know, maybe he didn't see me. So he's like, <laughs> yeah, I go right. to pregame skate the next day and he's like, I think I'm, you know, screwed, whatever, because Chelios is a legend. He, whatever, he's like, I think he's going to say something. And pregame skate doesn't say anything. So, like, whatever. And he's like, then I come back to the rink and 
I think he's going to say something. They put the lineup on the board, and me and Shelly are starting. So he's like, okay, I think he didn't, uh, he didn't see me. I think we're good. So he's like, you know, the anthem, do you know, okay, whatever. I'm not going to sing. But uh, so then they start, <clears throat> and then they, you know, have their first shift, and they go to change. Guy goes to hop over the boards, and Keenan goes, you hop over those bars, you're going straight to the friggin' minors. I'm like, what? <laughs> so he's like, we played like the first seven minutes of the period. So he's like, we ended up playing like 40 minutes that night. And he's like, Chelios is laughing because he could do it. He skates like slumber there. It's like yeah. no problem, efficient and not like me, not yeah. bending my knees and stuff. So he's like, you ended up playing like 40 minutes. And he's like, you wouldn't let us change. He's like, after that, he's like, I never went out night for a game ever again. He's like, I thought I was going to freaking die. And Chelios was like, where are we going tonight? <laughs> Who's got the beers? So. Uh, what do you think of uh, Chelios? And then even Sunday, you'd see the jersey go up and, you know, Patrick Kane, Schlemmer gets the goal. Yeah. That was a big, you know, big day. This guy's a legend. Yeah. I've heard all the stories about the the, the bike and the sauna, the sauna the next day. And uh, even when the start of my pro career, he was still playing in the minors in uh, Chicago and heard some great stories. Like he'd have an, uh, an apartment that was just his that he let like a young guy live in. <laughs> so... Uh, he's just, he's a legend of the game for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, a player's player. You know, he started in Moose Jaw Dinger. Did he? Yeah, played for the Moose Jaw Canucks back in the day. The Canucks, yeah. that was a that was, Western League team? No, the, the, the Canucks were before the Warriors came in uh, after well, a number of years later, but the Canucks were in the SJHL. He's a Moose really? Jaw guy? Yeah, he's he came American, up, no? He's been he came, everywhere. Yeah, he came, well, he came up, uh, you know, think about back then, he would have been... You know, a guy in the 70s playing in Chicago where the level of competition probably wasn't what he needed. Yeah, right. And he ends up uh, in Moose Jaw. And they had, they had some pretty good teams back in the day. And, the, and that was in the in the late 70s in Moose Jaw. How do you find Moose Jaw from Chicago? <laughs> Did you have agents back then? No. I got a place for you. Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. Let me <laughs> see if I can say that properly. Well, someone said they had a gr- good Greek restaurant there. So that they, well, that's uh, why he went? That's oh. why he went up there. No, yeah. Crush Can. Or is the Crush Can even a thing? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That oh, yeah. place is legendary. We yeah. got a Oh, there one game. Yeah, Bobby Lowe's uh, our coach. We scored a goal, and the uh, goal judge didn't flick the light on till like a second after the buzzer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're arguing. We go over the penalty box, and Bobby Lowe's like he's like five nine maybe. Yeah, <laughs> you ever met Bobby Lowe's or you ever heard him? No. A junior coach. Yeah. Uh, he's a he's like the director of player personnel in Vegas. Vegas now. Yeah. Uh, so Kelly McCrimmon was our GM, and Crimmers. You know, whatever intensity, but Lowe's he was like blow whistle in my face he goes over yeah. and he's snapping on the you know the penalty box guy he's like you're freaking this out. I got him in a headlock so me on skates and like Losey's 5'9 no skates so his head's down here and I got him in a headlock I'm like Losey relax I'm like 16 or 17 and like Losey chill and he, he turns and wiggles his head around and he goes if you don't let go of me I'm like oh, freaking sucker you know I was like okay he goes up to the timekeeper you're an asshole suckers him the glasses go flying I'm like oh god here we go so then like it's on yeah. and then it was like literally like slap shot where the moose shot warriors guys are like a couple guys came over and they're like do we get into this do we not and like so a couple guys are in there and they're like forget screw this mess so like Krimmer's on the ice our bus driver was on the ice mogi and the fans were like, like over the boards we had to get a RCMP escort out of there and that was a one-gamer for him. Yeah. Uh, one game. Bobby Lowe's was, uh, yeah, he was drafted by the Rangers. He played for the Raiders in Prince Albert. Then he went and played for the Regina Pats. And he ended up actually after his 20-year-old season, uh, I think they offered him an assistant coaching job with the Pats back then. And that's kind of where things got started. I actually worked to hockey school with him. With uh, Lowe's? With Bob Lowe's. And one of the, the, uh, the biggest thing I remember, I was 16. He would have been, whatever, 20-something. And he... Um, 
there was a deer that got caught in where all the kids were working uh, outside huh. in a in a fence, chain link fence. And Lowe's grabbed, he hunted the deer down. It was a small deer, but it was obviously spooked. Grabbed the deer and got him out of there, and then the deer ran into the wild. I gotta ask. I want to slumber. Uh, <clears throat> did you ever have a come to like Jesus moment where <laughs> so there's a kid like well not come to whatever you know yeah, like yeah. one of these like yeah. oh epiphany or whatever you want to call it. So there's a there's a, there's a player. Um, that has a couple of earrings uh, on one of the teams. I'm not going to say whatever. <laughs> so I showed up at Brandon, and I had like, I was, a, you know, I'm a drummer or whatever, and into music. So I had three earrings on the bottom and one up top. I thought it was Tommy Lee. And I showed up to camp, and Bobby Lowe's goes, nice earrings. <laughs> I was like, well, thanks. He's like, think you're going to keep them? Something along those lines. And I was like, I have to get a freaking play here and I was like oh okay guess I'm not keeping these did you ever have one of those slumber where you thought you're all good to go and then the, the coach just puts you right in your place uh I don't know not really I, f- I feel like I remember being a call up coming from the minors and I had like some pretty dusty looking dress shoes like some like square toed all those and I got <laughs> I got chirped pretty hard square toed all those so I got wow. chirped pretty hard by the boys for my for my style there but that's that's the only thing I can really think of <laughs> you got did when you got called up that was there did, did guys give you the gears a lot when you were Oh, I mean, uh, that was just like probably my first call up. I mean, yeah. I played in the Central League the year before. I give a guy a break, you yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> What's the average salary in the yeah. Central? Is twenty dollars uh, like per day? Five hundred bucks a week. Yeah. <laughs> we got an apartment though, didn't you? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, well, I was on your... two ways. So I was making AHL money and got a free apartment. Yeah, well, so remember the rest your of first... the guys made me feel rich. Yeah. Remember your first contract, Dinger? I do. Yeah. Yeah, and that was Calgary. It was. Yeah, I was a first rounder. Yeah. But then, like first round or money. money. That's big no, money. No, I didn't. Then. I have a four hundred man. Yeah, I was like four, and then I it was a two way. Mm-hmm. It turned into a one way, and then then Bon Seymour and oh, yeah. Ryan Smith. So Bon Seymour got like eight sixty or something, and then went back to junior. Was making eight sixty. Like what a dog, man! Like <laughs> yeah. that guy. Like what are you doing drafting him? And like I remember, I ran him over in Hamilton. And like Bond, they had Bond V and a bunch of guys. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I guess I'm going. And I turn around, I'm ready. And I'm like, Bond's we going? He's like, no. <laughs> F that guy. He's like, his heart we couldn't keep a gerbil alive. So I was like, oh, okay. But yeah, like the whole uh, sign, when I actually, I got a card deal. I had to sign 7,500 cards. And then I got like 15 grand or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like the OPGs. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. like you're signing and they have all these things. You can't, because some guys, I guess, would get their buddies to sign. Yeah. I did it all myself. Like, but I actually had like money in junior, so I was like, you know, I'd buy the boys a couple pitchers and feel like a hero because you're not broke anymore. Yeah. Make it thirty bucks a week. <laughs> I remember Cam Barker signed uh, when I was in junior. Had the same thing. <laughs> Take care of the boys. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he had the card deal. He's getting all the boys to sign all those little squares for him. He'd pay us all like <laughs> slide us twenty bucks. <laughs> Cam Barker, there's a name. He was here for a little bit for the yep. Oilers. Just a, a man. He had a third overall pick uh, after Ovechkin and Malkin. <laughs> just. Uh, couldn't get it to the next level or what? I don't know. Just didn't quite translate, I guess. He's a hell of a junior. Oh, there's a couple D like that. Mm-hmm. Like over the years, yeah. it's crazy. Like you watch the world juniors and like half those guys don't even play. No. Like it's crazy. So I'm happy I like fooled them for a while. I was like nervous. <laughs> you want to talk about my first contract? So I had a clause if I paid, played 70 games, my contract would become a one way. 
I found out what Schlemmer made, and I was like, wow, man, I should have been a D-man and been able to turn because I guess he made some pretty good cheese. But my highest uh, contract was seven fifty two year deal, and then it was during the lockout, and then we took a 24% rollback. So I cost Dinger 900 grand, which is why I work for a great company, Environmental 360 Solutions. I got plugged. But anyways, so I... Uh, I made 68 games, and uh, Brian Sutter, who's like, you know, if you want to use the word intense, is uh, <clears throat> one way to look mm-hmm. at it. Um, so I made 68 games, and I'm a healthy scratch for like six games. So I'm like, I'm going down because they don't want me to get my one way. <laughs> so finally, like after six games, I get back in the lineup against Buffalo, and I'm like ready to go. And this is back when you're allowed to take Sudafed. I don't know if you still are or whatever, but Probably a couple not. little red devils. So I had two, oh my yeah, had the had the sniffles that game. So I, I was working hard, you know, healthy scratch, whatever. I was getting bagged in practice. So anyways, um, I get back and lab two sooties, about ten coffees, and I was flying, man. I had like th- three breakaways. I, had, I think I had like ten shots. The only problem was uh, Dominic Hasek was in that. So after that game, like he had to play me another game because he couldn't like justify taking me out of the mm-hmm. lineup because like like the seven minutes I played or whatever, and I was pretty good. Like, I was dominant. And then got my 70 games, I was like, whew, okay, you can send me down. I'm still going to make 400 grand, so thanks. Woo. <laughs> After, uh, we're going to kind of wrap things up here. After, you know, your NHL careers both in, I think I might have asked you this, Schlemmer, but you're going to answer it again. But why, and again, being Edmonton guys, did you always know you would probably settle here after? Your NHL careers, you can whoever wants to go first, and and why I guess I mean the the reasons are kind of obvious with family and things like that, but opportunities were elsewhere. You could have settled and done something else as well. Yeah, um, I don't know. It honestly kind of just happened for me. Um, my last year, my last summer before I retired, I actually still trained all summer and and went to Perry Pern and. Was still kind of trying to decide if I was going to go to a camp or not. So my kids got into school, or my older kid, anyways, in St. Albert, and then it was just kind of going really well. And when I decided to hang them up, it was like we were kind of settled already. And like you said, with all your family and friends are here, it just kind of worked out. And you get back into hockey, and you know, you know, so many people here. But uh, I will say, one day I'll be back in. Arizona, where I <laughs> played the longest. Uh, every winter we have here in Edmonton, I oh. hate it just a little bit more. So uh, one day when the kids are maybe done school, uh, I'll be wintering down south again. <laughs> How about you, Dinger? Um, I'm an idiot, to be honest with you. Uh, yeah, you moved back. I said I'd never come back. Yeah. I was like, I'm not coming back ever. And oh. Made a decision about six years ago. I talked to uh, my brother-in-law to come back helping this company and it was like a family decision, but it was hockey too because we had pretty good teams. We had the same mm-hmm. group, and we went to like all you had to go like. There's good hockey in Florida. There's good players. There's just not enough of yeah. them. Enough competition. So we had a, well, yeah, like, but you got to travel, and oh, so yeah. we had a good group, and it was like, okay, can we keep this together? And it was getting expensive. So last year, we were there. We did eight out of state tournaments. We did four during the season, then wow. four spring. We did a spring program, which actually we had the parents. We had a fundraiser, raise money, and. It cost our 06 group uh, $600 for three and a half months of four sessions a week in yeah. tournaments. So you had to pay for your flights and stuff. Yeah. But, so I was just looking at hockey and like healthcare. Like I kept my NHLPA insurance because I got to get my back done and stuff. And that was like 20, kept going up as like 2400 a month, like full coverage. And then you can go down to different coverages, but then you got to use the doctors in the network and, I use all the lightning doctors. I could just call them like, hey, can I pop by, man? I get, can you see me? And it's like, 
I wasn't going to go to some doctor in the Edna network, whatever. So, anyways, <laughs> yeah, like looking at hockey was getting super expensive. And then you come back here and it's like hockey's expensive and mm-hmm. the sticks and everything else. So, yeah, I never thought I would come back. But uh, some days it seems like a really good decision. And other days, uh, you know, like when we play on the same team, you won't pass <laughs> me. It seems like a really not good decision. But uh, full disclosure here. Player Schlemmer, uh, yeah. when he passes to me. It's really good because I just get apples. There's an alumni skate coming up at 11:45, and uh, Dinger and I will be on the same team. No, and I yes we will. I'm gonna <laughs> put you on, trade you for a puck bag. <laughs> it's been tough out there. It's been tough. It's like uh, you can't see me. How can you not see me? <laughs> Did you enjoy that one pass? It was about four feet high and uh, just off your back. Pass. Can't, yeah, give, a, can't you, give a good player a bad pass. Were you there? <laughs> sure, were you there for that one? I passed. They do a high roll. <clears throat> I wheel out of the corner. I give it to carries there, and like friggin'. And then I circle high, and he drills me, like, right in the ass, like, off the side of the leg. <laughs> and I looked at him. It was, like, one of those, like, like what are you doing? And he's like, what? I'm like, oh. like, what was you, like, what were you attempting to do there? When I see. Well, he's yeah. like, well, I was trying well, to, like, like the Duke like, play. We played there. the alumni and media for Quick Card Minor Hockey Week. Oh, and that was a great match. Yeah. Really, <laughs> really exciting. I'm sure you had something to do with the teams there, Dinger. I had nothing to do with the <laughs> yeah. teams. I told hey, I told her the the junior Oilers guys. I told them two things. I'm like, hey, if I call for the puck, you give it to me. Okay, <laughs> like don't tell. I don't want to hear this. Like I didn't hear you or I couldn't see you or any of that crap. Like I call for the puck, you give it to me. But after the first or the second period, I told them to go change with uh, the girls yes. on your team. But they're like, well, we can't really do that because I guess like. Players don't wear undershirts. I was kind of a fat kid, so I was wearing an undershirt. But I told them, just so you know, yeah. I told them to go switch, uh, like, three of them. So just so you can stop your whining right now. But you, st- I heard you chirping me on the air that I was trying too hard. Yes. I was going, like, 50%, man. You, got, you and I JD started overtime. I did not. I went. I was supposed to be the one-on-one. two-on-two. Two. Yeah, I was supposed to be the one-on-one. I was up next on the one-on-one. I'm like, I'm not going one-on-one. I'm going two-on-two, two. yeah. And then I took four hard strides in overtime and set you up a nice won. little... Yeah, well, yeah, I got a five-minute penalty because that uh, one young That's lady right. tried to tackle me because I had to puck the whole shift. And then <laughs> JD I scored the overtime winner. He was, that was the biggest goal of his life. Oh, that was a good. That set. either that either was, went in or he scored. That was a six uh, sauce from my oh, officer. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good dash nine that game. Oh boy, Summer's <laughs> frustrated. Dinger, thanks for coming in. Really appreciate no that. Problem. It was a lot thanks of fun, a lot of good stories, and we'll we'll do it again. We had lots of nice comments. We'll get to those and uh, nice uh, comments. We did. Yeah, we did. I can get Ooh, to. I'll tell you what. Is I'll there any want to be my agent? I'll read one right now. Where is it? Uh, He's not there's got to be a couple chirps in there. doesn't too. sound as stupid as he looks. Uh, there it is. Uh, do, 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 do. Probably lost it already. Oh. <laughs> there's a filter. I'll find it. We'll, spam we'll find there's it in the break. We'll find it in the break.